Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or jog. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2015, here in Spokane, Washington. There's quite a bit of snow on the ground and the trees are frosted. I love it when the trees are white with little patches of green shining through. And I shoveled the backyard yesterday for the first time. It was uh, enough to shovel a path and it was fun. (laughs) I forgot how much I enjoyed shoveling the walkway. And I was thinking the other day about how I was a bit disappointed that I'm not outside as much. And I was thinking of ways to work with the weather. And I completely forgot about what a great cardio workout shoveling snow is. (laughs) And today, I uh, shoveled and dug out the car and did all that. And I felt as though I had a decent cardio workout. And that's one of my goals of each day is to either go for a jog, a long walk, shovel snow, throw around the kettlebell, do some sort of physical activity regardless of the season. Downtime is good too. There was a couple days where I just slept. (laughs) And it was so funny. That was one thing I thought, the number one thing I want to do when I finish the book is sleep. is rest. Rather than throw a big party or do any of that, I want to rest, let my brain settle down for a little while, and then I'll be in a better mindset to take the next step. And that's one of my greatest accomplishments and also greatest challenges is overanalyzation of everything. (laughs) That's who I've been for as long as I can remember. And my mom uh, remembers that too. Me being an overanalyzer as a kid, I can only imagine what a handful I was. Now that I'm an adult and I'm around children and they're a handful, just normal kids, but an overanalytical kid, always asking why. And um, uh, so I was being with a parent the other day about this, Um, a child continuously asking why and giving an explanation and then why, why. I encourage to evoke other questions besides why. Ask for a, a shared meaning. Gain a pink zone understanding, whether it be a child or an adult, before moving on to the next question. I think sometimes that's where a lot of confusion begins with rushing over information and doing the opposite of what I do, under-analyzing things. There's a happy medium. <laughs> and I would like to thank my mom for leaving a review. Uh, I have not quite been the best friend and family member lately, just in the cave writing. And my family continues to support me. And that's huge. 
and I hadn't spoke with my mom in a couple months and she still wrote a positive review and I didn't ask her to do it it wasn't um it wasn't forced and we talk about that in the episode with the word make I didn't make her do that I think when people are made to do things the outcome is less than desirable allowing people to operate with free will and to do things within their own timetable, I think offers a mutual benefit. And it took my mom a while. The first show came out in April and it's now December. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with some things in my life not happening exactly as I want and within the timeline I want. It's okay. And I feel great that I've reconnected with my mom. And that's what's strange is I had a non-local need to speak with her. And I think it's because it had been so long since we spoke. I could just feel it in my gut that I needed to call mom. It, it was that time. I think most kids, children, adults, whatever the age, sometimes there's that non-local signal from a loved one, a family member, a parent. Someone whom DNA is shared with. I think that has something to do with it. The um, strength of non-local communication. And I'm glad I called. Spoke with mom and she said, Oh, I left you a review a couple days ago. And I uh, was tickled pink that even though I was essentially a bad kid. So we go back to moral judgments. We'll cover those in the next show. But there is no good and bad and right and wrong. It's about timing. I think it's beneficial to replace good and bad and right and wrong and all that with timing. And now is good time for me to connect with my family again. I'm in a better headspace. I'm more able to be the type of daughter and sister and niece and granddaughter. All those things that I am, I can be a better version of those when my basic needs are taken care of. And I'm getting close, real close. <laughs> Oy, just a sprinkle away from happy town. Big thank you to all of my friends and family and loved ones for being patient with me my whole life. <laughs> I recognize I'm a bit of a handful and um, it's all y'all that have shaped me to be who I am, my friends and family, mentors, strangers I come across, people who are listening to this podcast, radio broadcast, wherever it may be, likely you, and I mean you listening to this message, have impacted me. And I hope to have impacted you in a positive way as well. All right, Masasha says, get the ball rolling. We gotta, we're going to sushi tonight. That's one of my favorite things. I love seaweed salads and avocado rolls, the little ones. I don't like the big ones where it's hard for me to chew. <laughs> I feel like a, a horse eating hay. <laughs> so I like the little bites, just a little bite. And I do like Bragg's amino acid soy sauce substitute. It took me a while to adapt, but I do believe it tastes like soy sauce now. And I'm under the impression 
there are beneficial amino acids in it. I don't know if normal soy sauce has that. Um, I have not done the research on this item, but um, Bragg's has some health conscious stuff and I figure what the hey, I love sushi, then I can get amino acids. And being a vegetarian, I'm conscious about receiving omega fatty acids and uh, protein amino acids as well. All right, <laughs> and today we will go over five podcasts that I enjoy. Uh, number one, Meditation Oasis. Number two, The Tim Fair Show. Number three, Conscious Business. Number four, Conscious Millionaire. And number five, Shrink Wrap Radio. Also, five movies. Number one, Thanks for Sharing. Number two, The Power of Few. Number three, Ella Enchanted. Number four, Trading Places. Number five, The Christmas Card. All right, so I compiled these lists, five podcasts, five movies, and I would greatly appreciate listeners to email me their five podcasts, five movies, because winter is long, and some days I'll have projects that I'm working on where I like full streams of background consciousness, and podcasts are great for that, so I can stay busy, but then also learn, and I'm running out of new podcasts. (laughs) So recommendations are greatly appreciated. And also five movies. There are so many movies out there, and there's brilliant hidden gems. Uh, If there are any of those, shoot them on down, 3h2humans at gmail.com. And anyone who has sent information through the contact form, that was all jacked up, and I don't use it. I've disabled it, <laughs> as far as I can tell. So the best way to get a hold of me is through the email. Uh, Masashi and I do not do social media, none of that stuff. So uh, good old-fashioned email. Okay, we're going to go ahead and... Oh, yes, thank you. The uh, listener challenge for the episode is bring bags. This listener challenge is to use reusable grocery bags when purchasing grocery items, as well as other items. Going to the mall, the hardware store, uh, Costco, you know, whatever it may be, people tend to have patterns. I believe reusable bags are something small, but will have a great impact if it becomes a pattern in the cultures that we live in. And it takes a while. It probably took me six months to reprogram my brain to where I remember the bags each time. So I remember the bags now. I have a set in the car and a set at my house. And <laughs> most of that is because for the first couple while, I kept forgetting them. So I have, I have a decent amount on hand, which I think is uh, more beneficial than running out and needing to cycle in plastic bags. So keep enough of the reusable bags on hand to where they fulfill the desire of the shopping trip. In most cases, you know, there's going to be those occasional big runs, not for those, but on a regular basis, how many bags are needed. They come in different sizes. I think they're great. They hold so much more than a plastic bag. They're sturdier. 
Uh, they don't tip over as easy. I think it's a win-win all around to use reusable bags in whatever shopping venture it is. Also, to be conscious of the waste produced through online shopping. I had a couple things from Amazon Prime sent over. I just needed them right away. And when I saw the packaging, I felt like a glutton. I thought, wow, did I really need a new hairbrush that bad <laughs> for it to come in a big box? Probably not. And uh, I've been working on how to have a happy medium. Yes, some things I do want right away and being as lucky as I do living in 2015, I'm able to tap away on the old machine and then bam, it just shows up. But in other instances, I like to be a bit more patient and um, it feels better to produce less waste. And that's really what the listener challenge boils down to. We talk about reusable bags, uh, being conscious of ordering too much stuff online, and at least to analyze that behavior, be conscious of it, bring it from a subconscious process of getting a package, opening it up, using the contents, to a conscious process of what is this box? Where did it come from and where is it going? Woo! <laughs> oh, I love the snow. Uh, we have candles going and there's a big old snow pile from uh, shoveling the walk. And then there's a basketball that came with this house. That's Bernard. He's my buddy. He just hangs out outside. A little basketball. I kick him around and he's... I, <laughs> I think it's miraculous that he's ended up over here by the window when originally he was over by the birdbath. <laughs> Oh, Bernard. Okay. <laughs> Our 10 list today will go over the first 10 words in the Pish Posh Words book. And I did want to remind folks, this is one slice of pizza on a, an extra large pizza. There's, oh, we have so many 10 lists, uh, pre-recorded shows expressions of intrigue from culture. There's all kinds of neat stuff that we are itching to dive into, but first we need to address communication, conscious communication. And that's a question I've been receiving lately is what is the podcast about? And in short, it's about health, happiness, and a humble perspective. But I feel before I can achieve those, I will benefit from conscious communication. So in order to achieve health, I look into supplements. I listen to the top tier athletes and um, health people. I cross check information. So that's a conscious approach to health. And when communication happens in the pink zone, it's digested. Rather than ingest and regurgitate, it's ingest, reflect, and modify. So critical thinking. We talk about that too here, here on the show. So uh, what will this be in season three? My clue is as good as the. <laughs> Who knows? And that's okay. We're just winging it. But in summary, it's the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility. Also, health, happiness, and a humble perspective. 
how these are going to be different for each individual person. My idea of health, happiness, and humble is different than anybody else's idea of health, happiness, and humble. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. That's one of the things that is most beautiful about being human is our differences. I think it's what we do with those differences that makes a difference. I enjoy hearing other perspectives, traversing in other pink zones, and I encourage other people to do the same. Traverse in another's pink zone. And if reusable bags are something new, there you go. That is a great pink zone to traverse in. Be the person with reusable bags. It's, uh, at least for me, after, ooh, like 32, 32 years, I went just doing what everybody else did, using the bags. Now I'm changing it up, going to a new pink zone. All right, enjoy the uh, show. It will be in book format soon. Got uh, the last little chunk to do, and then bam, to the presses, it shall go. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2015, here in the lovely South Perry District. Currently, it's snowing outside. (laughs) I do love fresh snow. It um, provides a bit of snowpack for ice that's underneath, gives a little bit of traction, and creates a canvas for activity in the area where the snow is. Today's episode is season one, episode 10, 10 list, pish posh words, part one. Today we will go over the first 10 of the pish posh words. Right now there's 20 in the first series. We will release them in groups. So far I'm gathering up words For the uh, pish posh words beyond 20. (laughs) And the words today we will dive into are you, can't, should, make, sorry, try, they, actually, obviously, And finally, so these are the first 10 pish posh words. And the format of today's show will be, I will give the word and then some keywords that I have attached to the word, then replace with. In that section, I give an alternative in place of the pish posh word. Also the definition. And this is from Webster's Hand Dictionary. I prefer book dictionaries over electronic dictionaries. I write in the dictionary and I take it with me and it's like my little buddy. (laughs) 
I found oftentimes when I search for a word online, I get lost in the, the rabbit hole of the internet. I'll see another word. Ooh, what does this mean? Ooh, what is that? And then half an hour goes by. <laughs> in the interest of time and productivity, I have found a paper dictionary is great. I'll flip through and investigate new words I haven't heard of before. Lots of fun within a dictionary. <laughs> After the definition, there are examples, a yellow zone example, then a pink zone example, some background information on the word, and then each word will conclude with action items, the stages of the word in three weeks. So little exercises of the mind and vocabulary in three-week chunks. That's what we have for today. I did receive positive input with last uh, episode's two five lists of offering podcasts and TV shows, kind of just little fun things. I found similar to complications with the dictionary, searching through Netflix and Amazon Prime and those types of things, I'm inundated. It's so much that I have difficulty selecting. Hopefully, these five podcasts and five movies may be interesting and provide a little bit of downtime during the winter. I am similar to many animals. <laughs> when winter comes along, I sleep more, I rest, I tone down the engines for a little while. I think this is a complication with many people is getting used to how life is and accepting it for what it is, devoid of seasons and life events. I think it's important to slow down the mind and think, what are the variables in the environment? How can I optimize my environment? And right now for me, it's resting. <laughs> a buddy was joking that I need a candle with a third prong because <laughs> I've been burning the candle at both ends. And uh, yeah, so this Christmas, I'm just going to hang out and relax. And I'm opting out of Christmas as I do frequently for the last couple years. I don't give gifts. I don't request gifts. I feel a consumer's money is perhaps better spent on paying off credit card debts or unpaid bills, put more money towards the mortgage or buy new tires for a car. I think those types of purchases may be more wise than buying 20 people a bunch of crap they don't even need. <laughs> so I do encourage folks to Give conscious attention to what Christmas is. What does it mean? Why do we, as a culture, partake in holidays? And what are the parameters of those holidays? Since I started doing Christmas the way I want to do it, <laughs> I've enjoyed it much more. <laughs> do encourage folks to evaluate the holidays. All right, let's go ahead and dive right into the five podcasts they are number one, Meditation Oasis, number two, The Tim Ferriss Show, number three, Conscious Business, number four, 
Conscious Millionaire, and number five, Shrink Wrap Radio. For number one, Meditation Oasis, the podcast offers guided meditations, which I enjoy tremendously. There aren't very many new episodes, but I've listened to each episode multiple times. Most of them, the sleep ones, I don't listen to because I use Meditation Oasis after a jog. I grab a kettlebell and listen to my body. What parts are a bit achy and could use some stretching and strength training. And I listen to the guided meditation and it's um, very peaceful. And many of them are about health and healing, flowing with change, many positive subjects, especially for me when I'm exercising and meditating and doing body work. I enjoy positive mind stimuli to go with that body work. Meditation Oasis, check it out. And uh, ingest, reflect, and modify. I have done as directed, laid down on the ground and was all still and that. But for me, I, I like to move around when I listen to Meditation Oasis. Number two, Tim Ferriss, The Tim Ferriss Show, brought to you by Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Oh, I get such a kick out of uh, Mr. Tim Ferriss. And I'm grateful for the guests he has on and the shows he creates. Recently, there was a show with Derek Sivers. I share many similar opinions with Derek Sivers. I recommend this particular interview. He has a very humble approach to entrepreneurship. He creates lists and wants to concisely break down his notes and information and just kind of some of the weird little habits I have. He seems to have similar ones and it gives me a little bit of hope that, hey, he's got stuff seemingly figured out many steps beyond me and it was uh, refreshing to hear his perspective. I was feeling a bit adventurous and kind of one of his things is that he will answer an email if anyone sends him an email. And I thought, oh, that is the first time I have heard someone present this meta of sending an email. Oftentimes it's social media and Facebook that and tweet me this and I don't do any of that. That channel of communication is unavailable for me. But here's someone of, high intellect who's like hey just send an email and I thought this is just too funny (laughs) will it work frequently in my life and within myself there has been something expected and then it not coming into fruition or somebody saying I'm going to do this and then not doing it or me saying I'm going to do this and not doing it where that that cycle's not completed And I thought, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to send him an email. And I I figured there was like a 50-50 chance that I would hear back. I heard back. (laughs) And exchanged a few emails with him. And it was refreshing. I was pleased to offer gratitude to someone who does what they say they're going to do. And presents world perspectives on a silly Tim Ferriss podcast. It's uh, that adventurous mindset I feel is contagious. 
I'm happiest when I surround myself by adventurous minded people, people who are willing to say, okay, this is what the parameters are said to be. What are they really? What is really going on with this? And changing vantage points. I think that's a part of having an adventurous mindset. Also, we spoke in earlier episodes about intelligence. What is intelligence? I go by the traditional definition. Traditional. (laughs) The definition I use (laughs) for intelligence talks about adapting in a complicated situation. When something unexpected occurs, what is done? That was refreshing. (laughs) I am grateful. I'm grateful that I was able to express my gratitude and I encourage other people's other people's. (laughs) I encourage others to express gratitude to a mentor, even if it is an email or something. I think mentors and leaders of our generation get more grief than positive encouragement. I hope is a false construct. But the way I deal with this is I consciously make efforts to express gratitude to people, to say, hey, thank you for what it is that's being done. And oftentimes I feel rejuvenated. I get that adventurous mindset just clicking and doing its thing. (laughs) All right, so that's uh, number two, Tim Ferriss. In the recent episode with Derek Sivers, I do encourage folks to listen to it and ingest his perspective of an effective business model. I think he is very wise. Number three, conscious business with the corporate yogi. This is a newer podcast I came across. I was searching consciousness. What are are other people doing with consciousness? And this one is entitled Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. There are two episodes that speak about stories. She, She tells great stories. One of them, explains the differences between good and bad, which is beautifully articulated, Um, ties into the next set of pish-posh words where we talk about how moral judgments are pish-posh because we're just mere mortals, uh, humans. That This is not our realm. This is for the omnipotent one to have moral judgments of good and bad, right and wrong, those types of things great story. I do not remember which episode. I just listened to him through and I was doing other things and um, yes. (laughs) It'll be like a little gem. Look for it. Fantastic story. And the other story was about mindsets. There's two monks walking. They cross a river and stuff. So I don't want to give too much away, but great stories. I do have a bit of constructive criticism in that the corporate yogi grotesquely misuses the word you to the point where sometimes I become so frustrated I don't want to listen. I need a break from it. Because sometimes her word formulation is when you are in a corporate environment, what you need to do is make sure you are paying attention when you don't pay attention, you are not... I mean, it's like every other word is you. <laughs> and uh, it's possible to spend the time to reconstruct 
the words that are being spoken into a way that they're applicable without having you. It doesn't, um, it's weird. People seemingly misuse you to have it be applicable to someone else, but logically it removes that logical application. I do believe Conscious Business is a great show, lots of potential. Um, just the, the you thing, I would say, uh, work on that a little bit. <laughs> So then I can listen to it anytime instead of, uh, I have to have a certain mindset to be able to tolerate grotesque misuses of you. It's, um, it's distracting for me. So sometimes that happens, but I believe the content is in the right direction. Number four, Conscious Millionaire with John V. Crumb III. So we got Conscious Business and Conscious Millionaire. I want to see what our my, uh, our, Masashio and I, our consciousness peers. What are other people doing with the topic of consciousness? And the Conscious Millionaire, I would say one of the best things about its interview format is John V. Crumb is pretty good about having a conversation. Many times people just tell stories and one person will talk for five minutes then the other person says two words, then the person talks for five minutes, then two words. To me, that's not a conversation. That's somebody telling stories and another person listening. The majority of interviews I've listened to on Conscious Millionaire have been conversations, people discussing information back and forth. Big thumbs up there. Uh, he, John V. Crumb does misuse the word you frequently. And I do remember one part he was talking about working from home. And he would say, when you do this, then you have a room divider, then you feel like you're not in your house, and then I can exercise and eat healthy food. I feel that was the point of what he was saying, was that he enjoys working from home because he's able to exercise and eat healthy and have healthier lifestyle habits. And I think instead of misusing you, if he applied that energy towards further expanding his perspective, I think the show would be a bit more enjoyable. I want to hear his perspective, not what he thinks other people are doing. Um, great show so far. I've been enjoying it. Uh, went on a jog the other day in the snow and listened to an episode about someone with similar philosophies to my own. And it was very meditative in a sense to be hanging out with like-minded people while exercising. That's why I do encourage folks to listen to podcasts and partake in some sort of physical kinetic activity, doing the dishes, going for a jog, uh, whatever it may be, experiment. All right, so that's number four, Conscious Millionaire. Oh, and one other little pet peeve, and I'm picking on these people because they're part of the consciousness grouping, and um, I'm sure there's 10,000 ways they could pick on me. <laughs> In his opening, he talks about how he's an expert and a bestseller and a coach, and I feel these words are pish posh. I don't believe in experts. And then two, bestseller. What does that mean? A person who lives by themselves would be the best-selling author in their house. You know, it's just uh, 
I think it's a fancy word people use to create validation, but I think the masses are catching on. Somebody can buy their way on a New York Times bestseller list. And also in terms of expert, the old saying, as soon as a person graduates college, the information they learned is obsolete. <laughs> it's just, uh, these words don't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I'm curious as to why they were selected. So I would encourage uh, John V. Crum to be conscious with his word selection and perhaps explain a bit more uh, some of the concepts. And number five, shrink wrap radio. There is a particular episode, number 483, an insider's experience of psychosis with Shannon Love. Shrink wrap radio, similar to Meditation Oasis, are classic favorites of mine. I've listened to Shrink Wrap Radio for many years, and Dr. Dave is a great host. He too is pretty good about creating conversations as opposed to just somebody talking. I do like that about the show. And with episode number 483, An Insider's Experience of Psychosis with Shannon Love, I feel her perspective is one worth ingesting. It may be a bit different than what people are used to listening to, but I think each human experiences levels of psychosis and has complications with a disconnect between the mind and body and figuring out what is the meaning of reality, questioning those things. And we've talked also about psychosis, that it's a decreased ability to understand reality. And I think that's a lot of people, many people have a lack of shared understanding with others. Another neat little gem in episode 483 of Shrink Wrap Radio, Shannon Love catches herself misusing you. She says something to the effect of, when you are in a psych ward and you lay down on a bed, then she said, oh no, no, I mean me. It's a... So I feel there is core validity to many of her perspectives. If she's conscious enough to catch herself misusing you and recognizes that her experiences were truly unique to her, I feel that's a beautiful perspective. That's at the core of true emotions are our genuine self, our self devoid of misusing you, of thinking if somebody else does what I do, they will view it exactly the same. That's not the way humans are designed. We're designed to be different. Look for that in the episode where she catches herself misusing you. And also explore continuums of psychosis. What is it? Has it been experienced firsthand? I would wager the majority of people have experienced a state of mind which questions reality. All right, so those are the five podcasts. Number one, Meditation Oasis. Number two, Tim Ferriss. Number three, Conscious Business. Number four, Conscious Millionaire. And number five, Shrink Wrap Radio. And for the five movies, we have number one, Thanks for Sharing. Number two, The Power of Few. Number three, Ella Enchanted. Number four, Trading Places. Number five, The Christmas Card. I do enjoy snuggling up 
and getting warm after a long, cold winter's day. <laughs> it's a watch a movie and defrost. But many people live in climates where it's warm. Uh, Australia, they have warm weather during December. We've talked about before how the movies are learning movies. I feel a person can learn as much or more from one movie as they can an entire semester in a university classroom (laughs) in terms of life-changing events. And there was a podcast I listened to recently where the speaker talked about how watching the movie Vanilla Sky altered his course in life. One small thing can have a huge impact. These five movies have had some sort of an impact on me throughout the years. Number one, thanks for sharing. Some of the creative forces behind it are Tim Robbins and Stuart Blumberg. And it's from 2012. This movie tackles deep layers of human emotion and how rapidly emotion can change. Also, how addiction plays with emotion. And there's one scene where a person is recovering from substance abuse and begins to feel again and doesn't understand emotions because those emotions were dormant for so long. And he says, oh, I've been crying like a bitch every day and just, I don't know what to do with myself. And it, uh, the movie presents many vantage points in terms of human emotion. And it's not going to be the greatest movie for everyone, but uh, I, I was changed <laughs> after watching it. So I do think others can benefit from Thanks for Sharing as well. Number two, The Power of Few. Christopher Walken, Leon Marcusi, uh, 2013. Explore the impact of seemingly unrelated events. So thanks for sharing is kind of about human emotions and addiction. The power of few explores the impact of seemingly unrelated events. It's about different people living different lives, yet those lives are interconnected. And how great or small human action alters environmental stimuli. Small things sometimes have a large impact. So that's the power of few. Number three, Ella Enchanted, Anne Hathaway, Gail Carson Levine, 2004. I enjoy Anne Hathaway movies, and I, I was looking for a feel-good type of movie, and I was pleasantly surprised with Ella Enchanted. There are hidden metaphors. I feel the movie is well-written. The main premise of the movie is the main character has to do whatever someone tells her to do and I think there's a bit of that in human nature where if somebody tells a human to do something they're inclined to do it regardless of their own internalization of an event so although it's uh, cute and fluffy on the outside I think there are some deep conceptual components with regard to requests of other people Number four, Trading Places, 
Eddie Murphy, John Landis, 1983. Trading Places is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It's a beautiful pictorial of nature versus nurture. Also, it explains the stock market in simplified terms. There's, there's a, a real feel to it, even now. Uh, many years after the movie was released, I feel the basic parameters of the movie are consistent today. The same complications and struggles and all that stuff remains in future land of 2015. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy, uh, just and Dan Aykroyd, many others are comedic genius. I do prefer older movies. Um, I think many of the newer ones kind of lack that human feeling that I feel Trading Places has. Number five, The Christmas Card, Alice Evans, Joni Kane, 2006. This is a holiday favorite of mine. I tend to watch this movie each Christmas. (laughs) It's one of my few traditions. And my mom goes by the same tradition, and we didn't know that. We had been both watching the movie independently for a couple years before we found out that we both love it. (laughs) So that was pretty neat. And that is the Christmas card. In terms of feel-good holiday movies, I feel this one is well-written, and it too has deeper layers of, I feel, courtship. The emotions in the movie are relatable for me. I feel the setup, the parameters, whoever wrote the, I, I believe it's Joni Kane. Um, that's my kind of happy town. It takes place, there's a sawmill and a tiny town feel and just the beautiful Christmas story. So the Christmas card. All right, the five movies. Number one, thanks for sharing. Number two, The Power of Few. Number three, Ella Enchanted. Number four, Trading Places. Number five, The Christmas Card. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, Mustachio would like me to talk about The Office. We have downtown Spokane. It's above Auntie's Bookstore. We haven't had office hours so far. Uh, A few people have gone down there and uh, we haven't been there. So I do, I do want to think of some other way to approach it in the future. And what I'm thinking is to have office hours Tuesday through Thursday and go by email appointments. Uh, For now, the new website is being designed and we're working on some sort of calendar to schedule appointments and to do things of that nature. But for now, we'll just do it old school. Send an email to 3h2humans at gmail.com. And this could be to discuss something about 3h2 or not. Maybe it's a theory someone else has about something completely unrelated. That's what the office hours will be four. Ah, yes. (laughs) Similar to 
a university study hall where people get together and there's a, a focus, but the focus may change. As long as it's, as we speak about that higher level of thinking, problem solving, forward progress, that's what the office hours will be about. Learning and growing, exploring health, happiness, and a humble perspective. We do anticipate starting that in January. New year, new office, just starting things up. (laughs) And currently, I am looking for all three layers of people for the mentor hamburger. People who are slightly below my cognitive ability and could use some assistance. People who are my cognitive equals and people who are cognitively above my own capabilities. So if a person is interested in figuring out where in the mentor hamburger we would be, come on down (laughs) to Auntie's Bookstore, downtown Spokane, and shoot me an email. And, you know, Mustache and I were talking about how to approach this, what's the best way, and we don't know. And because a podcast is timeless, it could be, I could be 80 years old right now as someone is listening to this. (laughs) And maybe I won't live in Spokane anymore. So for now, this is for January of 2016. And what we had discussed was encouraging people to visit the bookstore. There's a pottery store, a wine tasting room, coffee. There's also uncle's games. There's a lot going on in that building for stimulation of thought. So Mustache and I do encourage people here in the Spokane area to have the intention of swinging by and visiting with us, but allow fate to control what goes on. Have a meeting as the intention, but just go there and maybe look at the books for a little bit. Uh, Grab a cup of coffee, unwind, have some sort of solo activity time for however long that may be. Maybe it's an hour of just checking things out or 10 minutes and then shoot an email and we can work something out. But one of my favorite activities is winging it. Going somewhere, expecting one thing, then another thing happens, and allowing for intuition to guide. And with the abundance of stimuli, I imagine intuition will guide in a positive direction. And the environment there, I even before I had an office, I enjoyed going to the bookstore uh, throughout my whole life and purchasing books from a bookstore, looking at books, um, just the culture and the people of that environment are often my peeps. (laughs) So it's working out well. Okay. In short, just on a whim, intend to have a, a meet and greet, but allow intuition to guide and enjoy. That's the another main factor. Okay. Next. Before the pish posh words is the listener challenge for today is bring a bag. This is for the grocery store, any type of shopping. Bring a bag. There are reusable 
sturdy, relatively inexpensive options that will dramatically decrease the amount of needless plastic garbage. It is quite strange the differences between bag culture in San Jose, California, and here in Spokane. In San Jose, the majority of people bring bags. It's a part of the environment. But here in Spokane, few people bring bags. And I'm reminded that people tend to mimic other people's behaviors. I asked a friend once, oh, why don't you use bags? Oh, because nobody else does. I don't want to look weird. And I just, I think all that thinking is nonsense. And especially if it's something that progresses a culture in a positive direction. And I feel reusing bags is something small yet significant. And to be that person who is the outlier, if that's the situation in one's own culture, be the, the one out of 20 people who use reusable bags. Or in contrast, if the culture is one of the reusable bags, continue the habit. Bring the bags to other stores. I found that it's acceptable in grocery stores, but I see few people in other stores using reusable bags. So let's bring our bags. Let's reuse them. Let's uh, cut down on needless packaging. That's another thing I do enjoy Amazon Prime, but sometimes that packaging, oh, I felt guilty with all the waste I was creating through my laziness. (laughs) So bring bags to the store and be conscious of the waste one produces. Each one of us leaves some sort of a footprint in the snow wherever we go. (laughs) All right, so Mustachio is saying it's about time to move along. For today, we will have the first 10 of the Pishposh words. And I will go ahead and read through the first one and then likely do the same. Let's, uh, let's see how this format works. Number one, you. Illogical, aggressive, no self-actualization, subconscious. Replace with I when relaying a personal experience. Definition, the person or persons addressed. Examples, yellow zone. When you eat meat, you feel happy. Pink zone. When I eat meat, I feel happy. The above examples relay a personal experience. The yellow zone statement is illogical as you is in the place of I. A listener is the person being addressed as opposed to the subject of an experience. The pink zone response is formulated with conscious attention. The speaker understands a difference between you and I. Each human brain processes stimuli through unique neuronal connections. Similar to a fingerprint, no two brains are exactly the same. To use you as an interchangeable variable with I is to discount a person's individual brain fingerprint. When using you to relay a personal experience, a speaker is assuming the other human will process and experience exactly as they do. When considering no two brains have the same neuronal connections, how can two or more people experience exactly the same sensations? When relaying a personal experience, statement of situation or emotion 
speak from the I perspective. Be cognizant when placing another person within one's own specific life parameters. Pay attention to who is identified as the subject of information when speaking. Speakers who use you to mean a person addressed tend to rate higher when assessing logic of a speaker. Those who misuse you tend to formulate words through a subconscious process as opposed to a conscious selection of words. Consequently, word formulation from a subconscious process will decrease likelihood of entering a pink zone tangible conversation. Action item, three stages of you in three weeks. Week one, with conscious awareness, identify use of you from others for one week. Listen for the word you. Look for it in print. Discover its application. Week two, with conscious awareness, identify use of you within one's own word formulation in speech and text during week two. The third week, remove the word you from word formulation. Challenge the mind to critically think beyond a vague use of you in place of logic. Number two, can't. Avoidance, illogical, ambiguous, subconscious. Replace with a logical perspective which examines what is possible. Definition, to be unable to do. Examples, yellow zone. You can't jog on a golf course. Pink zone. Jogging on a golf course is dangerous when balls are in play. Can't is often used when an action has already or is in a current state of motion. Explore the above example of a person in the act of jogging on a golf course. The yellow zone speaker labels behavior in question as can't, proclaiming you can't jog on a golf course. This is illogical as can't implies unable. It is the listener's ability to partake in the can't behavior which sparked a grievance. Hence, this statement is logically false and likely formulated from a subconscious rather than conscious process. The speaker themselves is consciously unaware of word selection. What is thought and what is spoke vary in meaning. Kant offers a stagnant, singular viewpoint. Describes situations through infinite possibility as opposed to selecting words with limited utility. The pink zone example is logical as it relays a reason behind distress. It is an example of soul-based rather than ego-based communication. Remove yellow zone vocabulary. Explain a request for behavior through solution-based words. Action item. Three stages of can't in three weeks. Week one, identify one's own ideas of can't behavior. Write down 10 of them. For each, offer three alternatives of what can't be. Expand neuronal possibilities of can. Number two, identify use of can't among authority figures. Employers, professors, podcasters, explore use of can't outside the self. Week three, remove can't from conscious word formulation. Broadcast new behavior. Gain support from others and request a heads up when pish-posh words are used as a means to alter behavior. Number three, should. Illogical, ego, 
arrogant, ambiguous, aggressive, subconscious. Replace with explanation of reasoning behind a behavior. Definition. Used as an auxiliary to express condition, obligation, or propriety. Probability from a point of view in the past. Examples. Yellow zone. Everyone should obtain a college degree from a university. Pink zone. Learning takes on many shapes due to technological advances. Should is an illogical directive. Its vague foundation is based on a specific individual's past experience. In place of logic, should produces a because I said so mentality based on assumptions. A listener is left to assume why the directive is valued. Logical, soul-based, humble communicators consciously select words with a listener as opposed to themselves in mind. Vague words decrease ability to reach a shared understanding with another. Omit should when explaining abstract thought to another. Clarify with proof of reasoning. Oftentimes when should is selected through a subconscious process, a speaker themselves does not heed advice offered. If a speaker uses should, ask why. Investigate meaning behind a should-based directive. Help the speaker figure out why words lack conscious awareness. Action item. Three stages of should in three weeks. Week one. Explore varied applications of should throughout the day. Who uses should? What words surround the ambiguous directive? Week two. Offer conscious attention to one's own use of should. Replace the word if caught in text or speech. Week three, remove should from conscious word formulation. Number four, make. Illogical, arrogant, no self-actualization, subconscious. Replace with encourage. Definition, to cause, to be, or become. Yellow zone, I will make him love me because I love him. Pink zone, I will love myself, be diligent, and see what materializes. Mere mortals who use the word make, as in the yellow zone example above, lack conscious logic of word selection. To make someone act is to remove human free will. An individual chooses to act. There is no make, especially when the subject is love. Examine parameters in question. Is there a human capability to force behavior onto another? Next, is there a desire to force someone to act against free will? If a behavior is forced, an outcome is likely to be sullied with negativity. Encourage others to act rather than imply intent to force behavior. When make enters a conversation, simultaneously logic exits. What is a hidden subconscious desire behind vocalization of make? Instead of making others act, introspect. Look inwards to discover a logical choice of words to better depict a soul-based rather than ego-based perspective. Action item. Three stages of make in three weeks. Week one, explore differences and similarities between a conscious mental realm application of make and a material realm application of the same word. Example, I can make a pie, but can I make someone eat it? Week two, how do others use make? Is the application physical or mental? Week three, omit make from vocabulary. Evoke critical thinking 
through upgraded conscious word formulation. Sorry. Illogical, ambiguous, ego, avoidance, arrogant, subconscious. Replace with, pardon me. Definition, feeling sorrow, regret, penitence. Examples, yellow zone. I'm sorry to be in your way. Pink zone, pardon me. I will grab this item and move. The above example takes place in a grocery store. A grocery patron, the listener, seeks an item which is blocked by the speaker in the above scenario. Caught off guard, how do they respond to surprising stimuli? The pink zone response exudes logic and self-confidence, awareness, and conscious formulation of words. What does the yellow zone response hint of? Sorry implies an often false perspective of regret. If behavior disturbs another, request a pardon. Evaluate behavior in question. Ingest, reflect, and modify situations as a means to present a mutually desired outcome in the future. If given an opportunity, a person will likely repeat behavior covered up by the word sorry. If so, is there regret? If confusion within thoughts towards an action are present, slow down the mind and evaluate behavior before voicing a sorry mindset. Internalize before vocalization. Action item. Three stages of sorry in three weeks. Week one, what does sorry represent? When sorry is heard from another, what thoughts form? Does the word sorry satiate a desired resolution? Week two, Replace thoughts of sorry with pardon me thinking. Find a balance between pleasing the self and others. Week three, remove sorry from word formulation. Evoke critical thinking and expand vocabulary. Explore alternatives. Number six, try. Avoidance, illogical, no self actualize. Subconscious, ambiguous, ego. Replace with Explanation of action or lack thereof for behavior in question. Definition. To put to test or trial. To make an effort to do something, attempt. Examples. Yellow zone. I lost 20 pounds and am trying to lose weight. Pink zone. I lost 20 pounds and will continue to lose weight. Read the above statements a few times. Which mindset and what is... (laughs) (laughs) which mindset is one of optimistic forward progress which one is a bit more vague when considering a shared understanding with the speaker the pink zone statement provides insight into which way a test or trial will conclude a specific outcome is difficult to predict when relaying an unknown behavior instead predict where on a continuum a behavior is likely to land Imagine a continuum with action on one side, neutral in the middle, and lack of an action on the opposing side. Examine the word try. It is too ambiguous to convey location of intent on a continuum which displays if a behavior materializes. Explain intent behind the word try. Is action towards a subject intended to take place? If so, Consciously formulate words to reflect intent 
through a state of action rather than a state of thought. Try is a state of thought. There is no try, only do and do not when placing a marker on a continuum of materialized actions. Action item, three stages of try for three weeks. Week one, draw a continuum with parameters referenced above. Create a 10 list depicting 10 past concepts which were labeled as try within one's own mind. Which one's materialized? Place a marker to represent each concept's action or lack thereof. Week two, listen for the word try within daily activities of others and one's own speech. Correct when appropriate. Week three, remove the word try from a conscious word pool. Number seven, they, illogical, ambiguous, avoidance, subconscious. Replace with specific person, entity, or thing. Establish pink zone definition. Definition. Those individuals under discussion, the ones previously mentioned or referred to. Examples. Yellow zone. They conducted a study which proves it's true with evidence. Pink zone. The Washington State University Psychology Department conducted a study in 2015. The above pink zone example displays an optimized meta for presenting a productive setup prior to the word they. Before using they, explain in detail who they is. Allow a listener to explore potential purposes and motivations behind a study of discussion. Who produces data is often as important as the data itself. Be a conscious communicator when using they within a discussion. Give details with regard to a specific person, entity, or thing. Is there a pink zone understanding of the word they among all participants within a discussion? If unsure, ask questions. Be blunt and state, who is they? Tell me more. Sometimes detail behind an identity of they is unknown. When information changes brains, it too changes in detail. At first, they is identified as Washington State University psychology professors during 2015. When relayed secondhand, the information becomes WSU. The third person to relay the data forgets the university and replaces it with they. After all, who pays attention anyway? Action item. Three stages of they in three weeks. Week one. Listen for they during daily activities. Strengthen skill to lift ingestion of they from a subconscious process to conscious awareness. Week two. Minimize use of they. Even if redundant, train neuronal connections to critically think when cued by this word. Explain who is they. Understand who they is. Week three. Ask, who is they? Tell me more. Investigate potential details behind a speaker's use of they. Number eight. Actually. Authoritative, illogical, ego, ambiguous, subconscious. Replace with explanation of contradiction to reality 
and what was unexpected. Replace with explanation of contradiction to reality and what was unexpected. Definition, in fact or in truth, really, used to suggest something unexpected. Examples, yellow zone, the lot was actually empty on Thursday. Pink zone, the lot was empty because the farmer's market was canceled. The above scenario identifies two speakers who present a change within a known reality. Within their neighborhood, a main parking lot hosts a farmer's market each Thursday. This last Thursday, the lot was empty. Compare and contrast varied perspectives presented above. The yellow zone response is likely to be ingestible for residents of the area as actually is vague yet distinguishable for those who have background information regarding the Thursday market. In contrast, many residents are likely to lack knowledge of the market and will not understand what actually changed. Clarification at the start will save time in the long run when communicating. The pink zone response removes the word actually and explains what was unexpected. Actually implies a change, relayed through assumptions rather than logic. The pink zone response provides mutually ingestible variables through a logical and conscious approach to information exchange. Action item. Three stages of actually in three weeks. Week one. Explore varied perspectives of actually. Dive deep into what the word is intended to represent. Is this word useful when describing conscious communication? Week two. Listen for speakers who use actually. Is the unexpected identified, universally known, or left to assumptions? Week three. Remove actually from word formulation. If spoken in a conversation, explain further. If typed, erase and reformulate words. And that's number eight, actually. It is actually number eight. <laughs> obviously, number nine is next. <laughs> For number nine, we have obviously. <laughs> Illogical, arrogant, aggressive, ambiguous, subconscious. Replace with Logic. Break down a subject with proof of reasoning. Explain. Definition. Easily found, seen, or understood. Examples. Yellow zone. High school dropouts will obviously fail in life. Pink zone. Critical thinking skills will improve success in life. Obviously is selected through a subconscious process often motivated by ego. This word implies something is easily understood. Often, a speaker senses their statement is false and contradictory to a reality which they themselves have experienced, but have not fully ingested within conscious awareness. In essence, an easily understood concept is perhaps more complicated than it may appear within conscious awareness. In essence, an easily understood concept is perhaps more complicated than it may appear within conscious awareness. Soul-based communicators recognize each human possesses an individual perspective. The pink zone example above displays a soul-based conscious mindset. The yellow zone statement is negative, logically false, and assumption-based. 
Both speakers desire to convey a piece of wisdom concerning education and success. Explore. Which delivery is accurate to one's own reality? What is easily seen for one is not easily seen for all. Thus, obviously, is a false construct as each brain categorizes stimuli uniquely. When communicating with others, formulate words consciously. Think. What is the message desired to convey? Which words will optimize effectiveness of a statement when exchanging ideas with others? Action item. Three stages of obviously in three weeks. Week one. Listen for the word obviously. At first, ingest the word. Examine its internal and external application. Give conscious awareness to potential reasons why obviously was selected. Week two. Next, reflect. What are conclusions after the first week? What patterns were recognized and what do they reveal? Week three. Next, modify. Remove obviously from vocabulary. Replace with a soul-based alternative. And that was number nine, obviously. Number 10, finally we get to number 10. (laughs) Which is finally. Illogical, ego, ambiguous, subconscious. Replace with explanation of process implied as a barrier. Definition. Coming at the end, being the last in a series, process, or progress. Relating to or occurring at the end or conclusion. Examples. Yellow zone. I finally got a promotion at work. Pink zone. I received a promotion at work. Reread the above examples and visualize each speaker. The individual statements share a subject of discussion, a promotion. The yellow zone speaks of finally got, whereas the pink zone expresses one of receiving. The outcomes are the same, yet delivery paints a varied image. Finally hints of ego as it implies something was beyond expected. What is the unknown barrier? Explain or omit. Finally pops up through subconscious as opposed to conscious word formulation. Often, a person is unaware of the presence of finally and other pishposh words. Human emotion alters thoughts to become disorganized within a yellow zone mindset, within a use of individualized vocabulary. If finally is spoken, typed, or noticed during a conversation, state, tell me more. Whether within one's own words or heard through another, investigate a process associated with finally. Confront the unknown and dig deeper. Reach a shared understanding with others. Action item. Three stages of finally in three weeks. Week one. Create a 10 list of past experiences where the word finally pops into conscious thought. Explore. Why is a qualifier designated with this experience? Explore. Why is a qualifier designated with this experience? Week two. Confront the 10 items on one's own finally list. Break down a process for each and present a desired conclusion. Week three. Remove the word finally from conscious vocabulary. Evoke critical thinking and challenge past metas of communication. Okay, there we go. That is the first 10 of the 20 
first round pish posh words. And Mustachio and I would love feedback on the format of today's show where the word was presented, some cues with the word, a recommendation for what to replace it with, a textbook, Webster's Dictionary definition of the word, examples, backup for the perspective of the word being a pish-posh word, and then action items. For information that is dense and concise as pish-posh words, I feel like this meta is beneficial, yet I imagine it can be improved somehow. I feel when relaying abstract thought, examples work great, action items, and clarification of the terms. So those were the areas that we wanted to focus on in order to reach a pink zone shared understanding of why these words may not be quite as awesome as people think, as many people use these words regularly. All right, one more time. Number one, you. Number two, can't. Number three, should. Number four, make. Number five, sorry. Number six, try. Number seven, they. Number eight, actually. Number nine, obviously. And number 10, finally. So those are the first 10 pish posh words. And next time we will go over the second half, numbers 11 through 20 of the pish posh words. And there are categories in the next chunk. So we shall see how that is approached. The listener challenge for today was to bring a bag to the store, be a conscious consumer, and use the word pardon me if in someone else's zone. All right, Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Thank you.